0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: It's your True Faith podcast. Southampton 1, Newcastle 2. Uh, an incredible result at St. Mary's down at midweek game. Uh, down the bottom end of the country you have Charlotte Robson, Norman Riley live from Southampton and Adam Widrington to talk you through it just before we do a little reminder that if you hate adverts but you like us, we are ad-free on Patreon for £6.60 a month, do join us there, Um, you know Newcastle United can't stop winning and we can't stop talking about it so please do join us over on Patreon there's heaps more content for you there let's get into it. Norman, you were there. You were there at St Mary's tonight. Can we talk about the Bruno goal first? I know it's our second goal. I Yay. know it's uh, is not chronological, but talk me through it. What, what, what did it look like to you and how did the crowd go?
0: Right.
2: What did it look like to me? I'll tell you what it looked to me. So Obviously, it comes from a corner right, and it's the corner on the right-hand side, so we, we, we're in-swinging my in corners now, aren't we, with Target and should be, yeah, would yeah. be, but I think you've obviously got Fraser putting in swingers in from the left hand side with his right foot, and it's brilliant. I love an in swinging corner, right? So the ball comes over, and there's like a kind of, I mean, this is you know this is split second stuff, right? But it feels like a bit of a melee in the box. And the next thing, you know, the ball's in the net, right? And initially, because because the reaction, you know, as I say, it's like I think I put a tweet out saying it was like Mad Max Fury Road, combined, <laughs> with, combined with the last years of room. I mean, this was ridiculous. This is going to have to be like. There's going to have to be like a, a kind of a donation from the United States, like a Marshall Plan for that Southampton away end because I think it was destroyed in about like sort of twenty seconds. It was, <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe Shea scored again. <laughs> Shea it was Shea. And because Did the way Bruno, the way Bruno ran over, it was like reminiscent of Shea's kind of celebration. And physically, it might might just be me, but I've seen them both the tops off. No, I mean, don't get me wrong, oh God oh, Almighty, they're both ridge like turbo runs, and it's beautiful to see. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was Bruno and it was a backheel. And it's like, yes, I was in the stadium when this happened. Yes, it was beautiful celebrating it. It was an incredible moment. But I have to be brutally honest with you, I thought it was Fabian Shea. And from where <laughs> I was, from where I was, you couldn't quite see that he backheeled in. I've subsequently seen repeats of it on um, celluloid, I believe they call it. Don't know. <laughs> they record things on? And I mean, it was just, it was frankly, frankly ridiculous. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad I was there to celebrate it. But at the same time, I would be lying if I said it was beautiful when I saw it happen because I didn't necessarily Maybe. understand it. However, subsequently, as I say, I watched it in dialogue.
1: Having yeah, look, said that, you know. though, having said that, Norman, I I I, I watched it on, um, I flew to South Africa and watched it legally in South Africa and then have come back for this evening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watched it and I don't understand it. I saw it happen and I don't understand it. It's absolutely amazing. It's this, it's this gorgeous little like turn and flick, and just the confidence, and then the celebration, the confidence of that. Um, Adam, you did you watch the a stream?
3: I was able to watch the entirety of the game. Somehow, uh, yeah. the, the, sure. flick, the 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 back heel. Flake volley from the burn, knockdown, down as as Norm said, from the target in swinger, which went right above the head. It seemed like against Brighton, we got too many crosses too close to to Sanchez, but you know that that cross back to Dan burn, He's such he's such a threat, isn't he, from those set pieces to just cushion it down. And I mean, a sumptuous back heel volley. It was it was delicious. My jaw dropped. I, 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 I didn't know what, I was like, oh my, and I was, I, was looking, I was looking around for someone to kind of celebrate with and there was no one there. So I just went mental on my own. Um, it was unbelievable. Like what a moment for him as well. Like a touch of class. And that was the difference maker, you know, that was the difference maker, a touch of class, something different, a moment of individual brilliance to keep this incredible run going. Six wins out the last seven and unbeaten in, in nine, I believe now it is just sensational form.
2: I've just seen a still of the moment where obviously he's just connected with the ball and it's got like his the position of his body just just after he's back yielded, it and it looks like choreographed. It looks like a choreographed dance. It's beautiful. It's a dance. Electric. It's okay. It is. It's so so wonderful. Um I fully expect to see it. On is it two hour shirt, as well, for next Christmas? I (laughs) can't mate Matthew Bourne. Matthew Bourne. Matthew Bourne Bourne reinterpretation of um Guy Morris' first goal. But um, you know what I like about the lad, I'll just say quickly, he's got a touch of the raj about him as well. Like he's full on pumped, getting the crowd up during the game. You know what I mean? He's like there, he's in the moment, and he's celebrating at the end of the match, as I see a top off, straight in, arms up in the air. I mean, this is this kid. I'm 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 already Fallen for this lot like big time. Wow! There's,
1: you could see it in his. I thought in his goal celebration as well. That kind of like, of course I scored. Have you seen me? That's like <laughs> that's how I interpreted his celebration of the goal. Like, oh, it was just meant. It was just so good. And uh, yeah, I just. I'm. You know, we, we've waited for his start. We've seen him. We've been. we getting little teasers of Bruno and to see what he really can do and it is it is it is dancing it is balletic it is so exciting i mean l- let's talk a little bit more about that in the context of the the wider team i mean this was technically not our strongest team right and what a position to be in adam did you did you look at the team sheet today and think Ooh, um, ooh, not 100% on that, like Joe Linton's not in it and this has been our winning side and there's a couple of changes. Like, what were you thinking?
3: I was a bit disappointed that Sam Axeman wasn't able to be involved. Um, I'm a bit disappointed that Manquia wasn't maybe fit enough or selected to start ahead of Kraft. I thought he would have maybe given us a bit more uh, solidity at the back. Um, I was delighted to see Bruno get his start because he's he's deserved it. He's been in the country long enough. We have, he has been exposed to, you know, a fair few minutes as well. Um, But again, it was almost a bit like when, when LaSalle's was finally dropped, it was kind of because of an illness. And then it was, again, the only way that Joe Linton's kind of been dropped or that that he's dropped any of those midfield to accommodate Bruno is again through illness. It's almost like the circumstances are are kind of like leading Eddie Howe to these decisions less than maybe... He's, you know, pushing for that squad rotation. So I thought that was quite interesting again. But, you know, maybe I wondered if he would just maybe kind of play a stronger side tonight. I mean, again, the the, the bench didn't look fantastically strong as it has been in recent weeks. But I wondered if he would maybe, you know, go a bit stronger for this game to rest up, you know, because it was a more more winnable, winnable game. Chelsea again a difficult game at the weekend we're gonna need we're gonna need some some fresh legs for that because we're gonna to have to work really really hard to to come away from Stamford Bridge with anything at the minute but yeah I, I, I half expected a couple more changes even if we didn't necessarily um get the wholesale changes I don't think that was ever on the cards but yeah um Regardless of whoever else started, I think Bruno getting his first start in the Premier League and putting in that kind of performance as well bodes really, really well.
1: I agree. I agree. And I just think it's just like really encouraging that you look at that team sheet and you think, oh, it's not our strongest team, but it's still a really strong performance, particularly that second half performance today was just... You know, a team that wanted it, a team that was ready for it, and a team that was not going to let Southampton, bar the last sort of five, six minutes, have really any chances. And, uh, you know, Martin Dubravka barely did anything until that last 10 minutes or stretch there. So I'm sure we'll talk about individual performances. But before we do, I want to talk about the collective. And the collective that I want to talk about is the 3,300 fans (laughs) that went down to Southampton... From wherever they live, most of them northeast, but not all of them, uh, on a Thursday night to watch, still technically in a relegation scrap, although I think we can put that to bed now after tonight. Um, still technically in a relegation scrap at the time, Newcastle United. Norman, you were in that crowd tonight. You have told us off air that you, your throat feels like you're swallowing a thousand races. <laughs> Talk me through it.
2: I was brilliant from start to finish. Um... Plenty of singing, like a really good atmosphere as well, a really, really good mood. It's funny because I was talking on the train on the way down with Ali and Sean about how I quite like 7.30 kick off you know, quarter 8, 8 o'clock, quarter past 8, which is what the Liverpool game was before Christmas. It's almost like a little bit too late and by that point, you get the ground and you've had, it. you know, you might have had a good drink. I, I didn't do too badly today. I limited myself to, to four pints, so a big pat on the back for me for that. Um, <laughs> but, um you know the the, the slightly later kickoff so you could probably neck a few more and it can sometimes it can be brilliant, you know, like you kind of drunk in the way end and everyone's up for it and there's a good crack going on, there's a good atmosphere. But sometimes obviously alcohol can make people a little bit, you know, a little bit more, a little bit more aggressive, let's say. And it can it can have like a maybe a, there's a negative impact at certain points. But tonight it was like it felt to me anyways like absolutely harmonious. And and I think, you know, that that's probably Say something about the wider picture, right? You know, we all feel that like we're going forward. We're all confident. There's a togetherness between the players, the manager, the fans, you sort of, when the reaction at the end. You see it when they're out warming up. You see it when substitutes are warming up. You see it when Target comes across to take a corner, gives the crowd a, a hand clap. And the mood was brilliant. And there was more or less non-stop singing. And as I say, when the girls went in, outrageously good celebrations, scenes-type celebrations, which we love. Limbs. The carlet, didn't Limbs. Um limbs. And... The I think one of the major things is that when we got gonna go, it doesn't knock people's confidence. I think nobody mm-hmm. is worried because it's almost a case of you know what, I think we'll probably get something. Yeah, and what you see is you see players fighting, you see, organize, you see organized defense, you see players knowing their positions, and you see a team not being dominated. And you see a manager on the sidelines not panicking at a goal down, he's not frustrated, you know, he's, he's there. Him and Tyndall are solid, they're rock solid, aren't they? They're, they're controlled they're going to go all doing and it's like, all right, they start thinking, all right, how do we get out of this? Who do I need to pass instructions on to? Where do we go from here? And you have this this belief and, and it, it comes back up to the stands and the moment we equalised, I personally thought that, well, we're just don't concede two goals. We're not gonna concede two goals. We're not going to concede two goals. Like we haven't done for a long time, but also we just haven't looked like we're going to concede two goals. So the moment we equalise, the confidence goes up even more. It's like, well, we're probably going to get at least a point here. Yeah. So that keeps the crowd in a brilliant level, and ultimately, Southampton didn't threaten it until we went two-one up, and even then, the threat only came when they brought Jeanette Etwam well, with about ten minutes left. So, I the crowd was the crowd was brilliant, perfect level of, you know, I would say drunkenness. I mean, I would only talk for myself and my friends, but there were obviously, I imagine there was a few other people they'd been drinking as well. Just a just a hypothesis I've got based on previous experience, and um, it, was, it was it was absolutely perfect, and, and post match as well. The atmosphere was great. I mean, it always helps when you win, but fans in full voice, beautiful. Really, really over the moon that I was there. One of my favourites for a long, long time that was. Great win.
1: I mean, watching it on the stream, it was just, there was no Southampton noise, was there, Adam? It was just constant Newcastle noise. And then as soon as we got that second goal, it was just uh, up the Premier League, we go... um, I know my dad was listening on the radio and he was like I don't know what it was like on the stream but I I think you know it was just Newcastle noise it was just a, a joy f- from my perspective to hear
3: Yeah it was fantastic like yeah like you say you could you could you could really hear the chants resonating through the through the TV and the, the very fact that like over 3000 Newcastle fans have gone on a Thursday night down to Southampton which even from London is a is a little bit of a you know, a little bit of a trek as well. It's like you know, you see a lot of a lot of clubs in the Premier League at the minute can't even fill their home stadium, and we're we're doing it at both ends, you know, we're doing it home and away. It's and, and yeah, it's maybe no no surprise given the takeover and, and this run that we've gone on. But I'll tell you what, before we went on this run, we were selling out away ends anyway, so it was there's it, it just this feel good factor that's just what we're. we're we're taking around the country as we as we go and, you know, destroy the, the hopes and dreams of, of fellow Premier League clubs.
1: I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, lots more to get into in the second half of the program coming after these messages. If you hate the messages, join us on Patreon at £6.60. We'll be back in a second.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
4: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you.
1: Part two of the True Faith podcast, celebrating another win from Eddie Howe's Newcastle United. Uh, that's how we have. You have to do that now, don't you? You have to call the team, the manager's team. That's the thing to do. Um, Norman, let's talk about. I said before in the first half of the show that uh, now I think we are we we're, were ten ten points clear of the relegation zone. We've, we've got another win under our belt. We're on a great run of form. Surely we're staying up, right?
2: It's time to stop talking about relegation because it's not happening. We're not. Yes. We're, we're not. We're not we're, just not. we're not even in the equation. Like, I think we're 10 points clear of Burnley now. Yeah. yeah. With 11 games to go on. It, it would, it would, It would be catastrophic. But, I mean, is there a word that goes beyond catastrophic? Because look it like this, right? It's not like we're on 31 points and we are on a downward trajectory, right? It's not like we we've got to like 24 points before Christmas and we've just stumbled we way towards the last seven points and the team's disjointed. Confidence is getting sucked out of them. I'm thinking, you know, along the lines of Everton Leeds here, yeah, right? Brentford perhaps. I know that they didn't have as much as 24 points maybe before Christmas. Actually, Brentford may have done, but they're on downward trajectories, right? We're on 31 mm. points and we're unbeaten in nine games. Now, this is a team that, this is a team that, in order for it to get sucked back in the relegation, would have to have a spectacular collapse, and it's just not going to happen. Like, ultimately, I'm at the point now where I'm thinking, actually, Brighton are two points above her, Southampton are four points above her, Leicester within touching distance. It's it's at a point now where my optimism is at the extent where I'm thinking, well, we need to be, hopefully, thinking about catching these teams. And I, and I genuinely believe we can do it. I look at the fixtures that we have left, and there are some very tough games in there, but there are also very winnable games we've got, what, 11 games to go? If we pick yeah. up four more, four more, well, let's just say four more wins or, what, 12 more points, that takes us to 43 points. This season, 43 points probably will get you 11th or 12th. I, I firmly believe we can do that. And, okay, on paper, we can still get relegated, right? But on paper, we can still qualify for the Europa League. You know, that's <laughs> it's, it's equally as ridiculous, right? We're not going to qualify for right. the Europa League. We're probably not going to get relegated. We are ensconced in mid-table and hopefully what, what the, the thought process might be now is we'll just keep learning, keep moving forward as we are, keep improving, and maybe hit the top 10. And that would just be like, phenomenal. Look, even if we finish 16th, you know, we went on a you know, flip flops on sort of end of the season, which I don't think we will, by the way, because every single player at that club knows that ultimately we're going to be going out to someone spending money and we are going to be going for a big, big style. It's not like we're a club that's stagnant. Let's stay up, stagnate, stagnate, stay up. Mm-hmm. That's enough. Finish. Finishing April, down tools in March, that's not going to happen. But even if we did and we finished 16th, that would still be a miraculous achievement, given where we were when anyhow took over. So, yeah, we're not getting relegated. Let's look at the top 10, but if we didn't finish there, it doesn't matter. We're fine, are we?
1: Well, I mean, and Adam, I'll bring you in just a second because you did put your hand up. But, uh, like, where we were in December, if we aren't relegated, we have we have made Premier League history. Like, there just isn't... There isn't a team that was where we were in December that has stayed in the Premier League. And I just think, like, you can't see me. Well, Norman and Adam can see me, but, like, that just puts the biggest grin on my face. Like, Norman's correctly written in our chat box. It's house-tory. <laughs> house Adam, did you want to opine? Well, if you unmute first, I think.
3: Let's go positive. Let's be, you know, let's dream. You know, Norman's saying like, let's look up the table. Well, let's look up the table. Like, directly above us is Brighton, right? To, same games played, only two points behind them. Think about the start of the season, the plaudits that Graham Potter was quite rightly getting. You know, they were they were fantastic. He was doing huge things with a, you know, with a, you know, a less glamorous football club. But the, 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 he was winning so many, you know, plaudits. Like I say, at the start of the season, and and now we're. we're we pretty much with two points behind them. Look at Crystal Palace. Patrick Vieira's done a really good job there. Again, a lot of plaudits. He's, you know, he's come in from from Hodgson, safe pair of hands, and he's he's taken it on. And not many people knew he, th- thought he might be able to do it. And again, if we win our game in hand on Crystal Palace, we go above them, and that's kind of where we're at. Crystal Palace are in eleventh at the minute. You know. There's no reason we shouldn't be now be looking up the table and and, and pushing and, and and let's completely change the narrative of this this season. This completely roller coaster, topsy turvy, tumultuous. Like it's just been a crazy season. It's not even close to being finished. But to breach to, to thirty points from where we were, and it's still like mid March. That that's. It, it's, this is this is the stuff of miracles, man. Like you say, it's never been done before from the position we were at, and we're doing it in style. Oh, Six yeah. wins out of the last seven—that's that's title form. Do you know what I mean? That's that's completely unheard of. You know, and even look—the idea that now—and I, I I'm fully w- with with you both. We are not in a relegation fight anymore. That's it. We're going to have the summer transfer window of a lifetime. Um in a few months time and it's going to be crazy and things are going to kick off and we're going to be the talk of, you know, the footballing world, lots and lots of exciting times to come, but it's been only been possible through the very, very hard work, of Eddie how the coaching staff and all the players buying into his vision and creating this almost unbreakable unity and momentum that every Premier League club that has tried to face us, very good Premier League clubs in this little run that we've had. Can't do a damn thing about. They can't touch us. We march on. We keep going. Knowing and stop us. I'm buzzing.
1: I totally agree. I feel like we need to stand up and applaud that that sort of end of that there. But um let's let's drag this conversation back to tonight's game. Uh, Norman, let's talk some individual performances. Let's shout out some people. But first, first one I've got to shout out is Chris Wood got his goal. Chris Wood got his goal, absolutely brilliant. Wonderful cross by Shelby, absolutely perfect. And Chris Wood got his first goal. Talk us through that, if you will.
2: Brilliant to see, because obviously Shelby, and I said this on the post-match video I just did, that he was really at fault for their first goal. He yeah. lost the ball in the centre of midfield. He tried a bit, bit too clever. Look, to hold that against him, obviously not, because what it shows is a player is full of confidence, right? And the fact that he tried that, is testament to where his confidence is at, and and also you know, Shelby came out after the game against Brighton and said that he wasn't pleased with his performance and, and gave a public apology, which I thought was, I mean, really admirable but totally unnecessary. But at the same time, that wouldn't have happened unless Steve Bruce, right, John Joe Shelby wouldn't come up and said, "I'm sorry, I played poorly." That this is a player who cares about Newcastle United. His he's interviews subsequent to the takeover have shown us how much he cares, and he made that error tonight. They scored, but he didn't didn't let his head drop. Just got straight back on with it, putting tackles in, laying passes out, making himself available, and then putting in just a frankly spectacular cross for the very epitome, much like Joe Brentford, a towering header. And oh my God, Chris Wood. When Chris Wood scored, if anyone listens to the Pierre um, and Matchday podcast, you can hear the joy in mine and Sean, who was with us, voices, and people next to him. The fact that it was Chris, was that Wood? Was that Wood? Everyone's delighted for him because. People who've been watching him play for Newcastle since he signed have understood exactly what he's brought to the team, right? He's brought the experience, the fact that he can go up against two or three centre-halves and bruise them, which frees up space for other players. You know, it, 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 he tires, he tires centre-halves out, he tires defences out, he makes himself available all the time, he really loses an aerial duel. And also, what I noticed tonight for the first time, kind of watching him a bit closer than I normally would, is that he talks a lot. He points his arms out, he puts players in position, he tells he, he was giving Joe Willock loads of advice on where Joe Willock would have been running, what space he should have been going into. So he's become a very important player. And again, much like a few players in the squad, I feel like Chris Wood may not be on three years' time, but ultimately really in the short space of time he is, yeah, he could become a cult hero. And five, six, ten years down the line, we'll look back and go, Chris Wood was sound, wasn't he? You know, we'll, we'll be we'll be happy that he's saying you Newcastle a play over. Delight from brilliant goal.
3: No, I, I totally agree, Norman. I, I think he's absolutely deserved his goal from you know the last few performances that he's put in, and I, I, just a you know just to just to shout out to to I mean the the ball from Shelby to put it, that that ball in between Salisu and Bednarek and and for, for Wood to read that and position himself to know where that's going made that goal look so easy, but it wasn't. That was down to to to, to, to footballers doing very clever things in a very short space of time, in a split second, instinct, boom, goal. And, you know, it's almost like he's been trying too hard a bit because and I feel like that goal, that lack of goals, has been hanging over him, but that'll give him the world of confidence. And like you say, I really loved his enthusiasm and attitude tonight. He really looked up for it. He came looking for the ball. He wanted to be involved. And I think, I keep saying every week, his linger play with Willick improves every game like their understanding together and chemistry is really important And like norm says the the fact that you know maybe he's not here in like two three years time but i think he plays such an important function in the system you know someone to lead the line is an outlet for long balls he does win a lot of headers he can use his physicality to disrupt defenders as norman said and yes he 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 does a pretty decent job of pressing as well. Like he's he's a lot more mobile than I kind of ever thought he might be. Like, he, you know, I think his application is there and I'm really, really pleased that he's finally off the mark for us because I think he can now go and net a couple. There's, there's no reason he can't. Um, he's got his goal. Fantastic finish
1: totally agree totally agree with you uh, you know we've all just been waiting for that goal that first goal to sort of break the seal if you will for him and uh, and now he's got it i think i think we've got we've we've got lots more goals coming from from Chris Wood which is really exciting um norman let's talk about other players who uh you think deserve a shout out probably every player on the pitch but i know that there's a few you've got in mind so let's talk about them
2: First performances to mention are Emile Kraft and Jacob Murphy. Both of them um, much maligned players who maybe in 12 months' time will not be at the club, but ultimately they both put shifts in tonight. And particular congratulations to Emil Kraft for his shithouse. He's great at wasting time. He did that on numerous occasions. Jacob Murphy at one point absolutely put Salisa on his backside, which is no mean feat. But the three players I want to talk about with great enthusiasm are Dan Byrne, Ryan Fraser and Joe Willick. Fraser and Willock, particularly because of the amount of running the put in, it was insane. Fraser was running through the centre midfield at one point. He, he was like, it was like genuinely like watching Maradona run through the midfield. It was so perfect. Um mm-hmm. Joe Willock, Joe Willick was so done by the end of the game that when the final whistle went, he just collapsed on the floor. The, the, the graft he put in was unbelievable. And Dan Byrne, I mean, wow. Just wow. The, 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 the tower of power. Dan <laughs> Byrne, David Byrne. Dan. Burn, <laughs> Burn, baby Burn, a.k.a. the Tower of Power, a.k.a. Dan Burn. The man is outrageous. And um, again, just like nothing gets past him. And even a couple of times they did manage to get past him. What he does is, is he you just, you just you, you kind of almost reads. Like Let's see, he goes in for a tackle, misses it, the player gets on him. But he kind of reads that direction and he gets the second tackle in. You know, he, he might, as I see, he, he may well not win the first ball, but he always gets back in with the second ball. And he's just a leader. But, yeah, those three for me were, were absolutely superb. Um, Fraser and Willock in the second half, when obviously Hell had decided that we needed to press in a bit higher, those two led that press. They really did. And, again, it's just yet another performance by two players who had lost away completely in the Bruce in the last few weeks. The pair of them, I mean... Both of them kind of deserve to be nominated for Premier League Player of the Month They've been incredible and the working tonight. So I loads of performances to praise. But for me, those three in particular stood out.
1: Yeah, and I think Adam, you wanted to sing a few praises to Willock. I
3: thought Joe Willock was our best player tonight. I really do. I think he his attitude he encapsulated everything that was good about our performance. I think in many ways he 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 led by example with the rest of our players. I thought our pressing strategy was excellent. I thought every, it really looked like everyone really knew what they were doing. His his willingness to get forward and drive and his energy, so important. And then you look at that last ditch tackle at the very end from Shea Adams where where Dubravka smothered it. But Willick was in there, like throwing his body in the way, as so many of the other players were. But for me, it was just Willick was everywhere and he continues to improve and to carry on this form that we saw at the end of last season. And he's now getting into stride again. He always said that he backed himself, but I just thought, again, tonight, he was the best player for us. I I really, really enjoyed it. And just a quick word on Bruno's all-round performance. Obviously, uh, I think he got a bit of cramp, which took him off after about an hour. But I just thought his general play, you know, he showed really good vision and, and, and technique. And he was just really composed. There was little flicks here and then. Yeah, some of them didn't come off. And... But I mean, just to go along with his goal, I thought, you know, for his first start in English football to have that kind of impact and to show such classy touches and to have such a difference to that um, to that final result, um, just really, really pleased for him. The, the, again, that lift him so much that you know he's been waiting for this debut, his full, his, his full proper debut, and he's and he's he's come off the pitch a, a match winner um, and and played such an important role in that. I just think he's going to go from strength to strength. His, his, his midfield player thought in the second half, he, you know, he really helped us start that second half in the way that we needed yeah. to. We we were losing at the end of the the first half. We were really letting Southampton dominate us, but we 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 really battled back in midfield in that in that second half. It, straight out the traps after after halftime as well. I thought that was crucial, and everyone that's sort off front. Sort of line that sort of pressing line as well with with Shelby and Bruno in behind were 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 really really good. We worked very well as a system, and Bruno was was an integral part of that. I thought.
1: I agree, and I just think I just think watching today's team, just the 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 spirit change and the the mood among the players. These are these are team players. You know, this isn't a group of 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 men who are doing their job and going home or just like a little bit like this is a team and you know it's 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 clearly the ethos in the back room these photographs that are you know that get um sort of uh, jokes made out of on social media by not Newcastle fans uh, they are this is that they encapsulate it Yes, we're going to take a picture every time we finish a game because and and don't lose because we are a team who has worked. Together. Everyone's in that picture. Everyone's in that picture, and it's just it is it, that is a it is a snapshot, but it's a a snapshot of like what this means to everybody right now and where we are right now. Very very quick mention have to for Martin Dubravka because although he wasn't too busy towards the end of that. Um, towards the end of that uh, game, for most of that game, um, towards the end, that last 10 minutes, that last sort of 12 minutes when Southampton were really, really pressing, they, they brought, I can't remember who they brought on, Norman, you mentioned before, but they brought um, someone on and, and they were pressing Janepo? higher. It- Say again? Was it Janepo? Yes, yes, Sorry. Um, they brought Junepo on it and they were pressing higher and they were really, really wanted a point. They did not want to lose that game, uh, to, to not win that game today. And uh, Dubravka made two absolutely exceptional saves that saved our, saved our three points. And uh, it would be remiss, I think, if we did not cram that into this podcast. Norman, did you want to add?
2: Well, oh, yes, please. You're completely right on Dubravka. This is a goalkeeper who oh, really hasn't had much to do for like two months that's the truth of the matter right <laughs> yeah he hasn't yeah um but when he was called on tonight when we were under the cosh when Southampton were really present and as you say as we mentioned Jeanette were really made that really made a difference when he came on that the fresh legs the dynamism on the left-hand side Dubravka stood up and look again Dubravka's one of those players you think well you know he's getting towards his mid-30s we were linked with Henderson early late like sort of during the transfer window there may well be another goalkeeper coming in does Dubrav have a long-term future at the club? Who knows. But ultimately, this is a player who clearly loves Newcastle United. In every single time he's been called upon, he's been fantastic, and he was tonight. Like as I say, almost two months of twiddling his thumbs, and he was bloody brilliant when he had a uh, when he had when he was when he was called on tonight. Yeah, fantastic to see. Big love for
3: Big Dubs. <laughs> <laughs> I think I echo that Norman as well, and and Charlotte. I think there are a couple of lessons to learn from Eddie from tonight. Obviously, so many positives to take from this, and the team spirit and the belief and. You know, a professional performance, disciplined as well. But I thought, I thought, the, you know, that, that period in the end of the first half where I think there was a there was large gaps between our defence and midfield, and the likes of Armstrong and El Yanusi were really kind of running wild and getting in between and causing us problems. And they were trying to overload our fullbacks as well. That kind of worked for for the goal that they scored. Um But you know armstrong was particularly good for them i thought he was a constant thorn in our side he always seems to be every time we play against them but i think i think what we did well eddie howe again whatever he said in the half time we seem to sh- we, we we closed shop a little bit better in the second half and we 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 got those banks of four or five back again and it, we, we we were once again very difficult to break down but I, I think anyhow we'll be looking at that and why they got so much space and really started to overrun us um, we did well to to come back. They're always going to be dominant, but yes, maybe a few things to work on before Chelsea.
1: And they're always and, and that's the thing, Adam, isn't it? That you just know Eddie Howe is going to be working on them. He is gonna have he's gonna be digitizing those notes and uh and, and making sure that they are they are being worked on beforehand. Um
3: mini disc, I'll actually put them on mini-disc. <laughs> yeah. It's it's because he's he's cause he he's a classy man. He he knows his yeah. stuff. I, I love him. I love mini disks and the sound quality is
1: Absolutely incredible. Okay, well I think that's just about us done for this evening. We've got on to the mini disc chat, which is typically the time that we, we stop. Um <laughs> I, uh, I've
2: just started. I've just started. We're well, getting ready.
1: started. I will note that uh, there was a tweet out before listen who who Voomed, about Wilson and ASM being available for a rescheduled game. Instead, we are still missing them, and they have KWP, Salisu and Adams in, who would have missed that game. Shut up, Ralph. Uh,
0: <laughs> still, managed, still
1: managed, though, didn't we? Uh, yeah. So very happy to uh, to round this one off. Thank Wrecked you so it, much, Ralph.
2: <laughs> What? Wrecked it, Ralph.
1: Wrecked it, Ralph. <laughs> Love it. Perfect. All right, we'll round this off. Thanks so much for listening. We have all kinds of stuff on our Patreon platform pre-Chelsea. We've got match day on from tonight. And uh, and we will be back after Monday night, I think, after the Chelsea game on Sunday. Hopefully another win under our belt, or at least not another loss. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back.